103 this afternoon, mostly clear, 80 for tonight. Sunny, breezy, 103 tomorrow. Staff meteorologist John Weatherby, Money Radio 1510 and 99.3 FM. It's 99 degrees right now, and the market uh, now closing down 79 points, 16,201. S&P 500 down 7 today at 1932, and the NASDAQ down 19 at 47.34. Reporting for Money Radio, I'm Ken Morgan. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily reflect the views of Money Radio staff, management, or advertisers, and do not represent an offer to buy or sell any securities. Some interviews heard on this program may be sponsored by the participants. Welcome to Good as Gold, hosted by Nick Grovich, a show dedicated to helping you understand precious metals and rare coins. How to avoid the pitfalls when buying and how to understand the inner workings of the precious metals markets. Have a question? Call our local office at 1-800-221-7694. That's 1-800-221-7694. Or visit us online at www.americanfederal.com. Now, here's the host of Good as Gold, Nick Grovich. Hi, Nick Grovich. I'm here live in Phoenix today. Um, I have a lot to talk about. As usual, I have more to talk about than I probably can do in an hour, but we're going to give it a shot. Uh, we had a little seminar. I like to call them workshops because it's really a lot more back and forth than me just sitting there um, talking to everyone. Um, so we had a little seminar yesterday in South Phoenix at the Arizona Grand, the old point. And it was uh, it was a nice turnout. It was roughly 20 people, which I really like because I had time to talk to almost everyone there. I got to see what their concerns were, um, talk about specific uh, you know specific questions they had and uh, specific specific coins and that type of thing. That's why I like to keep the seminars fairly small. I mean, in the past, I mean, long past, I used to do seminars with. Uh, well, with Ron Paul and General Westmoreland and some of these bigger names, I don't know how I got thrown in there, but I did. And there'd be four or 500 people there. And that was always a little intimidating. And uh, the thing I, I, I never liked about that was, you know, with four or 500 people in the room, I really couldn't just take questions and answers or I'd be there for a full day by myself. And then there'd be a mad rush for me to, to um, you know, for people that wanted to take me to lunch or dinner. And uh, I, I really only ever got to talk to a handful of people. So the way we like to do our seminars, I know this is kind of a day day late for you maybe, but we'll be having more seminars, uh, I think, when? In, in February? In February. Um, but it's nice because we try and keep them small so we can really talk to everybody and see what's concerning um, the people that are there. So, you know, I walk in the seminar. I have, I have a whole list of subjects I'm going to talk about. And uh, what, I, what I generally do is I kind of mix it up and change it a little bit based on what's actually on people's minds. So it was really, you know, it was really interesting. I had, uh, had some people there that were very, very knowledgeable. I had a lot of... Uh, a lot of clients that have been with me for a while. I had uh, two brothers who were actually some of my first buyers back way back in like 1984 when I when I moved to Phoenix, and so that was kind of nice seeing seeing uh, you know seeing clients that have been with me for that long and still still coming to see what I had to say. So anyway, um, you know as we get closer to February, I'll let you know you know when our next seminar is, where it is, and all that good stuff. But I would encourage you, if you're interested at all in coming, you know, sign up early. I mean, it's too early right now, but um, sign up early and come and just bring your questions with you. It's just a really, it's a really good, good time. Um, also, November 4th, we're having a workshop in Palm Springs at the JW Marriott. And that's going to be from, we have it scheduled 1 to 3. The reality is we go 1 to 4 o'clock or 5 o'clock. We'll, we'll stick around as long as you uh, want to sit and talk to us. We usually show up at noon and leave around 5. But, uh, you know, if you're in the Palm Springs area, call my office, 800-221-7694. Or go to AmericanFederal.com and you could sign up uh to to join us at that seminar again that's uh november 4th the day after election day i think it's a wednesday and that's at the jw marriott in 
Palm Springs or Palm Desert. Um, let me move forward here a little bit. Uh, I don't know if it was last week or the week before I asked that if you had questions or something you wanted to, wanted me to talk about and you didn't want to call call me here live or at the station that you could call the office. And I had, uh, I had a, a, a person call and actually ask some really good questions. So I'm going to try and talk about uh, what he asked about today. Um, so Dennis, I hope you're out there and listening today. I appreciate the suggestions. I'm going to send you a silver Eagle for helping me out. Um, and we're going to talk about, uh, we're going to talk about everything today, coins, metals, um, surveys, and what, uh, Dennis asked about, um, in his, uh, his message he left me. Um, so let's start out. The metals market's been kind of interesting this week. Um, as you probably all heard about, we have a big uh, scandal going on with the Volkswagen. It was actually kind of ingenious. Uh, I'm not sure I, I understand the whole thing, but apparently uh, they, they have a, what do you call it, a computer program uh, on their um, emissions controls that apparently can adjust itself to show that the car is, uh, is actually producing reduced or emissions, not commissions, emissions. And uh, so when the cars were being tested, I, I guess it gave false readings. It also gave false readings on mileage and that type of thing. So there's, it's a big deal. Everyone's going after Volkswagen. And uh, it, what surprised me about this was the very next day, platinum was down heavy and palladium was up really strong. Palladium's up uh, probably close to $100, which is huge since it was only a little over $500 to start with. Today, it's up around $660. That was a huge move for palladium. And the reason for that is, uh, you know, the thought process. And this is what I always say. It's also a lot of it's psychology. None of this has really affected the market in that um, people, you know, the industry's not buying less platinum and more palladium. It's just that the psychology is that um, since it's the diesel engines that in Europe they're going to crack down on the diesels. They'll start and uh, they'll start producing fewer diesel engines and more gasoline engines. Um, palladium is used more in gasoline engines. Um, platinum is used more in diesel engines, although platinum is used in all catalytic converters. Um, so... What happened is you had a big sell-off in platinum because that's that's what's used basically in the, in the diesel engines for their catalytic converters, and you had a big move into palladium because the thought is if they go to more gasoline engines and the diesel the diesel craze kind of dies out in Europe, that uh, that that would that would affect the demand demand for those uh, two metals. I thought it was kind of I thought it was kind of a big move really for just speculation. Like I said, it's not that anything happened dramatically to the to buying and selling of the actual metals. It was all paper trades, all speculation. But still it it uh it really moved those markets substantially. So, you know, it'd be kind of interesting to see. It's it it is interesting. Um, you know, platinum in the past has always always traded at about three and a half times the price of palladium. And right now, they're only about $300 off. So right now, platinum is only about 50, roughly 50% more than palladium, which is really interesting. And I've said this before. Um, you know, I, I'm a big fan of looking at ratios. Um, I look at ratios of gold to platinum, silver to platinum. Of course, everybody's familiar with the silver-gold ratio. But occasionally, as I mentioned months ago, um, these ratios will change. Sometimes there's fundamental factors involved that just change the, the overall uh, market for the metal, the metal or metals. And I think that's what you've had happen with platinum and palladium. So I think if you're looking at the old three and a half to one or even two and a half ounces to one ounce platinum to palladium, um, you're, you'd be looking at this right now and saying palladium is very, very overpriced. And, um, you know, it's too early to tell tell what the real ratio of platinum to palladium should be because we've just we've gone through a big change in the uses of those metals. Um, back in the '90s, they didn't use palladium that much. It was stri almost strictly platinum that was used in catalytic converters. They used rhodium and palladium for certain engines, but what happened in the early 2000s is palladium was substantially less than platinum. It, it was give or take, I'm just going by memory now, but it was about a quarter to a third the price of platinum. 
And so what happened basically was they can they they had a process where they could use palladium instead of platinum in catalytic converters. They're both PMGs, which is platinum metal group. And so uh, in Detroit, they started switching to palladium because it was much cheaper. Problem is, palladium is actually much more rare than platinum. So within six months, it went from roughly two hundred dollars to eleven hundred dollars. In the meantime, platinum was seven or eight hundred dollars. So they had to cut back on that. We've heard that many people sit at their desk or cubicle and log on to MoneyRadio1510.com and click the Listen Live button. That puts them in touch with live streaming audio of Money Radio. You might want to try it, but we must warn you, that can be a distraction. Side effects may include making better investments, learning about new opportunities, having a secure retirement, even keeping up with world news, local weather, and traffic. So try logging on today. It'll become an addiction you won't want to break. Here's your Money Minute with Market Wrap host, Mo Ansari. If you follow the markets, you've probably been getting seasick lately. But what if I told you that market volatility can be a good thing? If you're a bargain hunter, this is your coupon. So keep your shopping list handy. If you're a long-term investor with plenty of time before retirement, the money going into your 401k each month will buy more shares when the markets are down. And if you have a good financial plan, you can relax while others worry because that plan will carry you beyond today's headlines. Of course, you should always consider professional guidance before making any financial decisions. That's your Money Minute. I'm Mo Ansari. For more tips on investing during market volatility and other investment topics, listen to Market Wrap weekdays at 5 p.m. on this station. For a free consultation with Mo Ansari, call 800-388-9700. That's 800-388-9700. Compaq Asset Management is a registered investment advisor. Funds custodian, Fidelity Institutional Wealth Services, member FINRA SIPC. If you're in the financial services business, you might have asked, How can I find those who could be interested in what I'm offering? Well, how's this for an idea? A place where they come to you. That place is Money Radio's Financial Fest, our annual premier event. This year, we're at the beautiful JW Marriott Desert Ridge in Phoenix. And if you'd like to have a booth or do a stage presentation or a seminar in your own room or all of the above, it's time to act now. Find out how your investment can put you in direct touch with hundreds and hundreds of people who are eager to learn what you provide. Let us show you how it all works by calling 602-424-5034 or log on to FinancialFest.com and fill out the short form under Investor Information. Hope to see you there. Your one blood donation can help save the lives of up to three people. Give blood through the American Red Cross to help hospital patients. Call 1-800-RED-CROSS or visit redcrossblood.org today. Now back to Good as Gold with Nick Rovich. Have a question? Call our local office at 1-800-221-7694. That's 1-800-221-7694. Or visit us online at www.americanfederal.com. Once again, here's Nick Grovich. Okay, I'm back with you. We, when we got cut off, uh, in case you're just joining us, we we're talking about the metals. In particular, I was talking about platinum and palladium and how the um, ratios can change. I don't want to spend too much time on this because I've got a lot I want to talk about today. But what I was saying is, um, you know, sometimes these ratios do change. Sometimes there's fundamental changes in the markets. And I think that's what you saw maybe you know, 10, 15 years ago with uh, platinum and palladium. Um, platinum used to be three to four times the price of, of palladium, and right now it's only about 50% higher than palladium. So, um, you know, I, I always get the get people to call and say, "Well, is that is that a good deal? Is platinum is platinum undervalued? Is palladium overvalued?" Um, you know, I think platinum is very undervalued. Um, I've been saying for a long time I thought palladium was undervalued just because they use it now in a lot of catalytic converters. And I was telling the story a little bit about what happened back, I think it was 2001, when Detroit started putting palladium in the catalytic converters. What they found out is even though palladium was lower in price, it's actually much more rare than platinum. So um, 
when they switched their their uh, process to using palladium, within six months the price went from, and I'm just going by memory, so my, I might have the prices, they might not be exactly accurate, but it went from something like 175 or 200 dollars to 1100 dollars in a in a matter of I thought it was six months, maybe it was a year, but I remember it was a very very short time period. I remember I remember visiting a client who had bought. Uh, some palladium coins he had bought them from uh, in fact he bought them from Blanchard way back in the 70s and they were sold to him as uh, as rare coins of course and uh, he had paid $800 and I mean since he bought them they were probably never worth more than two or two hundred and fifty dollars and I just I just remember this because I was at his house and he had the coins and I could not believe I was paying eleven hundred dollars a piece for these coins and that turned out to be the high. That turned out to be about as high as as palladium got. And I thought, wow, that just seems crazy paying that much for palladium when platinum was, uh, I don't remember exactly, but seven hundred or eight hundred dollars an ounce. And of course, soon after that, they went back to using palladium or yeah, uh, platinum instead of palladium. And you know, what they today they use a, a combination of the two metals. So you know, they've you know, industry's pretty uh, resourceful. They can figure out that uh, they can't go 100% palladium, or they they get themselves in a box where they can't get the metal. So they've they figured it out to uh, to where they can use just enough palladium to still have a price advantage. Um, and not get themselves in, in trouble. But that's changed the relationship between the price of platinum and palladium. So, you know, it, it's, it's going to be very interesting. Um, at this point, they're so, I mean, to me, they're so close in price. But, um, you know, it, it, does, it does highlight what I've been saying about platinum and, and palladium also, and even rhodium. Um, I think when when we get back to a situation where, uh, you know, China gets a little bit better. I mean, it's kind of crazy. China is only at 7% expansion. Um, you know, the United States, we'd be doing backflips if we ever got back, got to 7% um, GDP. You know, we're at 2 3%, and they're, and they're saying we're in this great recovery. Um, China's at 7%, and everybody's saying, oh, my gosh, how come they're only at 7%? That's a, that's a huge, huge gain every year, 7%. So, um, you know, at some point that has to affect commodities in general, everything from oil to wood to copper to platinum and palladium and, and probably even silver to a degree. And I think the problem is going to be that right now they just don't need a lot of platinum and palladium. There's a deficit of palladium this year. They're, they don't mind. There's not enough around for, for what they're using. So they're depending a lot on uh, recycling catalytic converters. That's about the only place they get the, the recycled palladium. But um, what happens What happens when things do pick up and they need the platinum, they need the palladium? There's just no real way to increase the amount of those metals. Um, you know, if I'm missing something, feel free to call me and tell me because I, I don't see where they're going to increase the amounts. Most of most of the platinum and palladium comes out of South Africa and, uh, and Russia. And, you know, as I've mentioned a hundred times, three mines provide 80% of the world's platinum. One of the mines is cut back, another mine's cut cut off their deep mining operations. So right now those mines have scaled way back. And I just wonder, you know, whether it's six months from now or six years from now when the demand picks up, you could double the price of platinum and I don't know where they're gonna get the metal. Um, a lot of people say, well, you'll have investors selling back in the market, but only 10% of what's produced in platinum every year goes to investors. So it's really just a small amount in investor hands and, and even the ETFs. It's a very small amount when compared to gold or silver. So anyway, that's that's enough about uh, about the metals. You know that you probably know by now gold's up $22, $23 today. Um, I don't see anything big happening except, as usual, it's following the dollar. You know, it seems like we just got done worrying about if the Fed was going to raise rates or not. It, I mean, they came out, they're not raising rates, and two days later, everybody's worried about if they're raising rates in October. It's just, you know, it's just a, a crazy cycle um, that's not going to end until they finally pull the trigger and raise the rates. And they're, 
to me, they're kind of in a damned if you do and damned if you don't situation. They've opened their mouth and said they're going to do it. So they, I think they feel like they have to follow through at some point. But all that does is it makes the debt more expensive. And I think it hurts the stock market when they raise the rates from the from the fact that a strong dollar just makes our goods much more expensive. And uh, that's that's bad for industry in this country. I mean, that's that's the simplified version. But um, I, I don't see, you know, they're, they're just in a position where whether they raise rates or not, I, it, it just seems like it's going to be a negative for the market no matter what happens for the, for the uh, um, uh, stock markets. But we'll see what happens. We'll have to just see what happens. Now, I want to cover a couple things here. We had a winner yesterday in our weekly gold survey, Kevin in Scottsdale. Uh, missed it by, what, a couple dollars? I don't have the prices here in front of me that Kevin guessed, but Kevin in Scottsdale will be getting a uh, Silver Eagle. So we'll send that out. If it hasn't gone out, we'll get that out today or tomorrow. And uh, I want to go back now to uh, what Dennis asked me to talk about. He left a message and uh, he said he's a precious metal owner. And he says, how do investors get into rare coins? He knows that I, I often say that... Uh, most people are better off not getting in rare coins, but uh, how about some tips as to how to get started? Then he also asked about premiums and buying versus selling. So I could do two shows just on this, Dennis, so thank you. Um, you know, rare coins can can be a good investment. Uh, it just takes a lot more effort than than buying gold and silver bullion. And if you're dealing with a true dealer, I'm talking about the old time guys like me who got in this because they love rare coins. Um, you know, you can get you can get the right dealer. They can steer you in the right direction. Of course, uh, you know, every dealer is going to have a different opinion of what they think are the right types of coins to buy. And that's where you need a little education to get started. Um, you know, if you're interested at all in even exploring that, or if you're interested in just being a collector, you can call my office. Um, the local number is 480-553-5282. If you're out in Palm Springs, it's 800-221-7694. That 800 number will work from Arizona also. But um, as you know, I'm a mem member of the Professional Numismatist Guild. And they have some some pretty nice brochures that I think are worth um, reading. The first one is the Pleasure of Numismatics, and it's the history the history as reflected in coins, tokens, medals, and paper money. And they give you a, it's a real nice brochure. It's uh, they do this up, they make this available to their members. Uh, they give you a little introduction to coins. You know the different mints that they made coins. Um, you know, they just give you some real basic information. They have another brochure that's called Important Things to Know Before You Buy Rare Coins and Currency, and that's very worthwhile, too. So if, if you want, that's a real good place to start. Read these two brochures. They give you some hints. They give you some red flags to watch out for. Um, you know, P&G is a very uh, elite group of coin dealers, and... Uh, you know, I'm a member, so hopefully you can come to me, but they can give you a list of uh, member dealers that you can go to to get information and get reliable advice. So that's the first place I would start. Uh, we're coming up on a break here in a minute, and I'll talk more about this after the break. But there's, you know, there's a lot of different publications that you can get. There's the Numismatist. It's a magazine. Coin World, that's another magazine. If you really get involved in the rare coins, you can even subscribe to the Coin Dealer newsletter. And we'll talk more in just a second. It's time for a news update. And back to the great information you count on every day on Money Radio 1510 and 99.3 FM. Arizona News Radio. When Pope Francis addresses a joint session of Congress today, one Arizona congressman won't be there. Republican Paul Gosar boycotting the speech, upset that the Pope plans to focus on what he says are political issues like climate change. Keep that politics out of here and, and represent and triage What's so important right now in regards to the intolerance to religion and the sanctity of life? Well, he's faced criticism for his stance. Gosar is expecting others to join him in boycotting the address. New poll of Arizona voters shows Donald Trump still leading among Republicans, but the lead is shrinking. Rubio and Carly clearly got the biggest bump. 
because of their performance. And then Trump was actually the biggest loser from that night's debate, and Jeb Bush split a little bit as well. Pollster Mike Noble, Leslie Merritt Jr. facing 16 counts involving the freeway shootings in Phoenix. Prosecutors announcing formal charges yesterday. Dodgers over the Diamondbacks 4-1 in L.A. Geico weather, dry conditions, the warm-up continuing in the deserts. Jeff Scott, Arizona News. Call Quicken Loans now at 800-QUICKEN to see if you qualify for the government's Home Affordable Refinance Program, or HARP. And for five years in a row now, J.D. Power has ranked Quicken Loans highest in the nation in customer satisfaction. And for the second year in a row, they've also ranked us highest in mortgage servicing. Call 800-QUICKEN or visit quickenloans.com. Visit jdpower.com for award information. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender, license in all 50 states, nmlsconsumeraccess.org, number 3030. Your home after a long day, preparing dinner, when... Ew! What's that? It smells like rotten eggs. That might be a natural gas leak. It can't be. We don't have any natural gas appliances. Even if you don't use natural gas, that rotten egg odor could be a sign of a leak in your neighborhood. Because gas lines can be buried anywhere. Shut up. No, speak up. If you ever suspect a leak... Leave immediately and call 911 and Southwest Gas. Thanks, Deep Voice Narrator. You're very welcome. You found the one place on your radio that talks money. How to make it, spend it, and save it every day. Thanks for being with us. I'm Sinclair No, inviting you to join me as I talk with Jim Gintrup from Valvista Capital Management every Tuesday at 435 on the Financial Review. We'll cover small and microcap stocks and, of course, Jim's Stock of the Week. For more information, visit valvistacm.com. That's valvistacm.com. And be sure and tune in Tuesday at 435 right here on Money Radio. Hi, this is Rick Murray with the Arizona Small Business Association. Join us every Friday at 9 a.m. right here on Money Radio 1510 a.m. and 99.3 f.m. for Small Business Edge, where each week we'll explore the challenges and opportunities of running a small business. Arizona is a great place to live and to own a business, and we can all use all the help we can get. That's Small Business Edge, Fridays at 9 a.m. right here on Money Radio 1510 a.m. and 99.3 f.m. Brought to you by the Arizona Small Business Association. SRP customers, learn how you could win autographed Cardinals prizes and help plant trees in Arizona land destroyed by fire. Visit srptreesforchange.com. Now, back to Good as Gold with Nick Rovich. Have a question? Call our local office at 1-800-221-7694. That's 1-800-221-7694. Or visit us online at www.americanfederal.com. Once again, here's Nick Grovich. Nick Grovich, back with you. We're, uh, we're talking about how you would get started if you're interested in collecting or investing in rare coins. So, the first thing I would recommend is you can call my office, 800-221-7694. Be happy to send you out the two brochures by the Professional Numismatist Guide, The Pleasure of Numismatics, and what was the other one? Uh, before you buy rare coins and currency. So they give you, a, it's just a, it's a quick read, gives you a little overview of, of uh, you know, what, what type of coins are out there, what type of coins are collectible. The other brochure, Before You Buy, tells you some of the things to watch out for and gives you some of the red flags to look at. Um, you know, if you're, and, and a lot of it depends on whether you're trying to invest in coins or collect or try and combine the two. Um, you know, not, not to give all the local coin shops free advertising, but if, uh, you know, if you're just getting started, you want to see what coins look like. You know, your local coin shop's not a bad place. You can go in there. You can hold coins. You can uh, look at them. Uh, you know, you get a good idea. Maybe something catches your fancy. You want to you wanna go into the Barber coins or Mercury Dines, whatever it is. But a local coin shop's a great place. When I was a kid, I used to spend hours at the coin shops. And, you know, some of those guys just have the patience of, well, I don't know who, but uh, they have so much patience to sit there with a 12-year-old kid and let me look at coins. And, you know, occasionally I'd buy one here and buy one there with my limited grass mowing money. But, uh, you know, it's a great place to to go and, and look at coins. 
Um, you know, depending on, on which coin shop you go to, it's not a bad place to, to buy collectible coins. Um, another thing you probably want to do if you go is pick up a copy of what we call the Red Book. I think the 2016 Red Book has been out since July. They come out, they come out in July. They put the prices together in a year and a half earlier. Um, be careful because generally when you most of the price guides you're going to look at, whether it's in Coin World magazine, the numismatist, uh, most online uh, value guides, or the Red Book, they're showing you, most of the time, they're showing you a high retail value. That's true, too, if you look at uh, the PCGS website. For the most part, when they show you what a coin's value is, value is a very uh, tricky term, although it doesn't sound like it. They're telling you what a high retail price is. Um, you have to remember most of these places um, are supported by coin dealers. PCGS is supported by coin dealers. Um, these magazines, they get their advertising money from coin dealers. So um, when they list prices, they have to list a price that allows the dealers to make a decent markup. And sometimes, sometimes you'll see price guides, and they're real honest about. It. They'll say, uh, you know, if you turn around and sell the coin, be prepared to lose forty percent. So keep that in mind when you look at these prices. They're they're really a ballpark of what a retail price is, um, and it goes both ways. Sometimes they're too cheap, sometimes they're too expensive. But at least it gives you an idea of what you're looking at and an idea of what the value is. So that's a really good place to start. Um, you know, so like I said, it's it's a matter of if you're collecting or investing. Um, if you're collecting, you can have, I mean, there's a lot of coins you can buy for $100 that are very historic. They're in nice shape. Um, you can have a lot of fun. You could actually put a real nice collection together for under $100 a coin and actually get some nice quality coins. Now, if you're a serious investor, um you know, again, I would point you towards uh, P&G members, Professional Numismatist Guild. I'd be very cautious. And I don't want to sound like I'm beating up the competition, but I'd be really cautious about some of these big mega dealers um, that call you on the phone 20 times a week or have brokers that are calling you all the time to try and sell you something. Typically, typically they're selling you coins that are either very very high priced i'm not going to say overpriced but very high priced um or they're selling you very common coins um I, again there's exceptions to everything but i'm making some big generalities um you're usually going to get a, a lot better education dealing with somebody who's a real coin dealer and it's hard to explain to you what the difference is but a coin dealer is not typically the guy that's calling you 10 times a week with a hot deal and the best you know this is the best deal going and this is my hot deal you got to buy it today or it's going to be gone um you know so if you're interested in learning more you can call my office we'll We'll be glad to send you more information. Um, you know, there's different books about different different areas of the market too. So if you're interested in buffalo nickels, um, there's there's books all about buffalo nickels. They'll tell you the rarest dates. They'll go into detail. Um, you know, one of my favorite areas are the old silver and gold commemoratives. And I've got uh, you know, if you're interested in that, I've got. Uh, the U.S. Uh, Silver and Gold Commemorative Encyclopedia. I'm not sure that's the actual name of it, but it's been out of print for probably 20 years. And uh, because that's my that was always my area of expertise, and that's one of the areas I always loved. I've got probably a couple hundred of those books that I, I stuck away in my closet. So, you know, if you're interested in that, call the office. I think if you could find one of those books, it probably cost you $50 to find one because they're out of print. That's the best book. That's the best book out there on commemoratives, bar none. Um, you know, if you're really interested, call me. I'm glad to share one of those, give you one of those books if you're interested. So that's that's some basics of how to get started. Um, I would tell you a lot of people will call and say, well, I was on eBay, and they're trying to find out what prices are on eBay. Um, I'm not a huge fan of, of using eBay. Um, I, I have clients who have used it in the past. I have not, I've seen a lot of really bad experiences. I've had clients who have bought a lot of counterfeit coins there, um, a lot of misrepresented coins. I think they've tried to clean it up a little bit, but I'm just going to tell you that um, as a dealer, we have certain certain things that we look at. We look at auction records. We look at populations. We look at prices, you know, prices that coins have actually traded at to come up with what the values of coins are. And in all these calculations, um, 
they don't they don't take eBay prices into account. And like I said, I'm not going to badmouth eBay. It's a good service, obviously. But um, when when the dealer to dealer price guides don't use their prices and take their prices into account, I would I would say take their prices with a grain of salt. You don't really know if they the coins were bought or sold, and I, I don't really keep up with it. It's just not a it's just not an area I really use. Um, you can go to um, you know there's a lot of information out there that wasn't around back in the 80s it was really you know it was really based on how much you knew it was based on experience you you dealt with a dealer who went to all the coin shows and they could tell you well that coin doesn't show up very often or yeah we see those coins all the time um they might they might go to auctions and just you know from memory or from keeping track they could tell you a lot of that information the neat thing today is as uh, you know, dealers, we have what's called the CoinPlex and also the Certified Coin Exchange. Now, these are subscription services, so it's probably not something you'd want to get. They're very expensive every month, but any dealer can can log in and show these to you. They show us they show us so much information. They show us how many coins of each coin and grade are graded, so you have an idea what the population of the coin is. They show us, you know, which dealers are paying what for the coins. So they show us live bids. They show us if there's coins for sale and what price uh, whoever has them for sale for is willing to sell them for. And they show us uh, auction records going back, uh, like some of them go back 20 and 30 years. Um, so it's a heck of a lot of information that, like I said, 30 years ago, 40 years ago was not available. You've got a lot of information out there. And it's funny because I just read an article in the Numismatist magazine called Perfect Knowledge, and they're talking about the rational investor. And, of course, to make a decision, you need knowledge. And that's I guess that's where I'm headed is before you buy anything, you need to spend some time, and whether it's on the Internet or talking to a dealer, kind of explore the different areas of the market. And, uh, you know, they're talking about the more knowledge you have, the better your choice is going to be. The problem with the coin market is you could have perfect knowledge today and it all changes tomorrow. And it's, it's really interesting because in this, in this, I'm going to go to this article here for a second. Um, they're saying that, you know, the perfect collector would know exact rarity of all the coins. He'd know how many coins survived, what the populations are, what the original minages are, and which coins are the best. And by that, they mean the best quality coins. And um, this is one reason the market crashed so hard in 89 and 90. There was, you know, when they first start grading coins, we had knowledge of what was being graded. But in the very beginning, of course, no coins were in the, the certified holders. So as time went on, you know, one month you might have the only coin known. And a month later, it might be one of six. And two years later, it might be one of 100 coins known. So the population, the number of coins available changes all the time. And that still happens. Um, in the article, they're talking about, uh, they say, to illustrate how imperfect knowledge affects the market and the average collector, let's take a trip back in time and look at uh, the sale of an actual coin. So they're going back to January 2003, and the item up for sale is an 1853 $5 gold graded MS64 by PCGS. And the description here says the specimen stands alone as a population one. That means it's the only coin graded, and it's in this uh, in this uh, auction. The catalog describes the coin. It's an average strike, and they, they describe the look of the coin. Nice example of the date. Um, nice eye appeal. And it is the nicest one ever, anyone has ever seen in the highest graded coin. So the, the collector decides he pays $12,650 for the coin. In 2015, however, PCGS population figures now have two coins in MS64, two in MS64+, plus, one in MS65, and one in MS66. So, you know, in 2003, this MS64 was the nicest coin available the nicest coin known but uh you know 12 years later it's uh, not a terrible coin but it's it's not it's not even in the category of being the finest coin so that coin's probably worth about half of what this collector paid for it even though he did all his homework and did all the research he had based on the information at the time so you know there's just a lot to know there's a lot that you can't know in a matter of doing a month or two of investigation on any of the coins. 
And when we get back from this break, we'll talk a little bit more about this. Connect with Money Radio. In addition to our daily broadcast on AM and FM, follow us on Facebook, hashtag MyMoneyRadio, and Twitter at Twitter at MyMoneyRadio. You'll find fresh new audio posted daily so that if you miss an interview or want to hear it again, it'll be waiting for you. It's also a way for you to comment and offer any suggestions to help make us even better. All of this plus all the latest business news. Excellent reasons to like us on Facebook and Twitter. Steve Jurich here at IQ Wealth. Our investment division, IQ Wealth Advisory LLC, is separate from our insurance division. Our team doesn't rely on one superstar manager who might go on a cold streak and make a series of investment blunders. Decisions are made by a qualified team of strategists focused on both the obvious and non-obvious trends. We use a weight-of-the-evidence approach to decision-making that requires a significant majority of factors in reaching investment conclusions. This helps defend against following any one factor in taking action on our portfolios. At IQ Wealth, we believe our methodology results in an investment strategy to both protect your money in rough times and to grow it when opportunities arise. Investment advisory services by IQ Wealth Advisory, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Annuity guarantees rely on the financial strength of the insurer so compare with Steve. Call 480-902-3333. Visit IQWealth.com. Call 480-902-3333. Call Steve now. Fiat of Scottsdale. Easy as one, two, three. According to results posted this month by the manufacturer, Fiat of Scottsdale sells more new Fiats than any other dealer in Arizona. Here's why. One, when you come to Fiat of Scottsdale, you'll find smart, smiling women and men who are genuinely helpful. That's nice. Two, we have an enormous selection. More than 100 brand new Fiats in all kinds of colors with all kinds of options ready and waiting for you. And three, huge discounts. Pick a brand new 2015 Fiat Pop and enjoy $2,250 in rebates and another $3,308 in Fiat of Scottsdale discounts. Your new Fiat really pops at just $11,987. Or choose the all-new 2016 Fiat 500X, the perfect combination of fun and function. With $1,500 in Fiat rebates and another $1,500 in Fiat of Scottsdale discounts, your new Fiat 500X is an exceptional value at just $17,900. Both offers plus tax, title, license, and $395 dock fee. People, choice, and price. Easy as one, two, three. Fiat of Scottsdale, 78th at Frank Lloyd Wright. Or online anytime at fiatofscottsdale.com. Western WiMAX maintains a presence in all the Valley's local data centers. They offer data storage and backup solutions over your own private network. 480-575-7550. Now back to Good as Gold with Nick Rovich. Have a question? Call our local office at 1-800-221-7694. That's 1-800-221-7694. Or visit us online at www.americanfederal.com. Once again, here's Nick Grovich. Nick Grovich, back with you. We're talking about how you get started being a coin collector or investor. And so far, I've told you, you can call me or the Professional Numismatist Guild and get a couple of brochures they pick, they put out. You can start by getting a copy of the Red Book. Um, the neat thing about the Red Book is they show you pictures and give you a very brief description of every coin the U.S. Mint has made. So you can kind of go through there and see what coins look like, see if something catches your attention. Um, you can, there's all kinds of books, whether it's you know Mercury Dimes or Buffalo Nickels or Morgan Dollars or Commemoratives. If you have an area you like, there's all types of books out there that can give you much more information. Um, uh, here, here's an interesting book that, uh, again, I'm reading the Numismatist magazine. So that's something else you could do. You could subscribe to Coin World or the Numismatist magazine. If you need help with any of this stuff, call the office. I'll give you the names, the addresses, how to subscribe. My, my number at the office, 800-221-7694. Um, here's a book called The Fred Book, A Guy's Guide to U.S. Coins. And the guy who wrote the book, he says, I'm just a regular guy. I wanted to appeal to a reader with lowfalutin tastes like mine. So he skips over all the great rarities, and he talks about, uh, it's kind of a funny book, talks about common stuff that people have. He's got, he's got a section on translating coin dealer slang, and I love this one example. He said, here's an example. Unks all stunk, a bunk, a dunk, and some junk. 
And what that means is the coins I sent in to get graded weren't uncirculated like I thought. One was counterfeit, one was dipped, and the rest had slate wear. So if you want to really learn to understand coin dealers, you could read that section. Uh, he, he goes a little overboard, honestly, but uh, there's fun books and there's very serious books. Um, you know, and, and depending on how much money you're going to spend, I would tell you don't, you know, don't take the first guy that you talk to on the phone and send him $100,000. Um, start off, buy a coin, buy one or two coins. If you're going to spend $100,000, maybe buy a coin or two, spend two, three, four, five thousand dollars $5,000, get the coin, then do some homework on it. Um, maybe, maybe you call another dealer and see what they'd pay for it. You find out, you're going to, you're going to need to find out, um, you know, what the spread is, the difference between the buy and sell. And, you know, dealers will always tell you, oh, it's 28% or it's 10% or it's 50%, whatever they tell you. But honestly, until you buy one and go and sell it, you're not really going to know what they're telling you is the truth. Um, I know dealers that, that claim they sell for 10% and yet they're charging double what I could buy a coin for. So um, either they're grossly overpaying or they're just flat out lying. The only way you're going to know that for sure is buy a coin and go sell it and see see what kind of loss you take on the coin. That's going to tell you how that dealer is treating you um, right up front. Um, you know, sometimes you sell it back to the same dealer. Just don't tell, don't tell the dealer what you're up to or they're just going to fudge it and make it look good because they want your $100,000. The other thing is if you're spending, you know, if you're spending more than a few hundred dollars, you can buy the coin dealer newsletter. Now, even though it's called coin dealer newsletter, they'll sell anyone a subscription. It's less than $200 a year. Now, I'm going to give you a caution. You you can get in a lot of trouble with that because of the way that they put the numbers together. I guarantee you I could find coins in there that are traps, which means if you pay that price, you're paying way too much. And I can find coins in there that you couldn't possibly buy for the prices they list them. So, you know, unfortunately with pricing, there's always, there's always going to be something that slips through the cracks um, because they have different ways of getting their prices and the way that they update prices and things like that. So it's not, none of these is going to absolutely protect you, but each one of these things I'm telling you about, the Red Book, the P&G, the Coin Dealer Newsletter, each one of them is going to give you a little bit more information. Um, the Coin Dealer Newsletter, they have the regular Coin Dealer Newsletter, and they have the Certified Coin Dealer Newsletter. Um, honestly, if you're going to spend any kind of money, Buy both of them. You're going to spend $300 a year. You're going to save more than $300 on your first purchase if you do it the right way. I mean, if you're spending two or $3,000, information is going to save you more than $300. So that's probably, the, that's probably, if you're serious, that's probably the very, very best thing that you could buy is getting a subscription to both of those. Now, they come out every week, and uh, chances are, unless you're really into it, you're not going to look at the price every week. The prices don't usually change week to week to week. So um, if you look at it once a month or once every six months, it's going to serve its purpose. You can also, I think you can, uh, I think you can go online with Coin Dealer Newsletter and order just one copy even. Uh, and I think that's, I don't know what it is, $3 or $5. So it's a really, really inexpensive way to get the information that, uh, every dealer in the country has. I mean, there, you go to a coin show, every dealer at that show has a copy of the Coin Dealer Newsletter. And they're, like I said, it's not gospel, but that's what we're using when we're pricing coins. Now, sometimes things are worth more than Coin Dealer Newsletter. Sometimes they're worth less. Um, back in like 1989, everything was worth 30% more than Coin Dealer Newsletter. So if you went to a show and you said, well, what are you paying? Dealers might say, well, we're paying 30% over. That means they're paying 30% more than the listed prices. When you're in a soft market, um, they might be paying less than Coin Dealer Newsletter. Um, for example, proof sets. These, uh, if you know what proof sets are, the Mint makes them every year. You know, the newsletter lists every single date going way back to uh, 1936, and they give you prices on on uh, you know bid and ask on all those different coins. Um, you know, proof sets are so common. Generally, they're worth 20% less than coin dealer newsletter. So these are the little things you won't know, but you'll know a heck of a lot more than just talking to a dealer and taking his word for it. So those are some of the things you could do if you're dealing, um, you know, if you're dealing in coins that are thousands of dollars each, I would ask the dealer to uh, share the coin, the CCE certified 
coin exchange information. They can print that off. They can show it to you. They can read it to you if you trust them to read it to you. They can tell you what the last auction records were. They can tell you um, what the bids are, how many coins are out there. So it, there's just a, a ton of information if you know enough to go out and uh, and ask about it. So hopefully, you know, hopefully that helps with coins. Now, I will tell you, the coin market has been a tough place to make money the last 25 to 30 years. Uh, the last really big, big runaway market we had was from 86 to 89. Um, that's when it was easy to make money in rare coins. I'm not going to go into the whole situation because I could do a whole show on that. And I, in fact, I think I have in the past. But um, you could you could almost buy any coin in MS65 and make money back at that time. It was easy. It was easy. You could throw a dart and make three or four hundred percent in in a couple of years in that market. But that's not normal. That's not a normal market. Um, the way the way that people have made money in rare coins is they have to figure out you have to figure out which coins are most likely to have the greatest appeal to collectors or real serious collectors. And the whole idea is you want to pull those out of out of the market. And as the, the collectors or the investors run the price up, you sell them back in the market. Pretty simple concept. Um, of course, the concept's simple. Trying to figure out which coins fit that bill is a lot tougher. Um, I'm running out of time here. I did want to go over this old catalog. Maybe I could do this again in two weeks when I'm back. I will not be here next week, but I have... Uh, I have a guest coming on from Mexican Coin Company, uh, Corey Frampton, and uh, Carl Lattice from my office will be on. But if you go back and look at, you know, you can go back and look at price uh, prices on truly rare, recognized rare coins, and you'll see that the really rare recognized coins, and I underline recognized because there's a lot of rare coins that nobody cares about. Those are the coins that have done really well. Um, I'll close this out. I'm looking at a catalog. Actually, it's an auction catalog from 1957. Now, I know we're going back 57 years, but the most expensive coin ever sold right now is a 1794 silver dollar sold for over $10 million a couple of years ago. And just by dumb luck in this catalog, there's the coins for sale, and it went for $6,500. That was a pretty good, pretty good investment. 1894s dime sold back then for $4,750, which was a ton of money in 57. That coin goes for about a million and a half dollars today. So there's just a lot of work to do, and you got to do your homework first. You've been listening to Good as Gold with Nick Rovich, owner and president of American Federal Rare Coin and Bullion. If you'd like to speak to Nick off the air or need more information, please call our local office at 1-800-221-7694. That's 1-800-221-7694. Or visit us online at www.americanfederal.com. Be sure to join Good as Gold each and every week on Money Radio. Disney Live presents three classic fairy tales presented by Yo Kids Organic Yogurt. See the princesses you love come to life. Join Snow White on an exciting journey through the enchanted forest. Follow Belle into a thrilling adventure with the Beast. And be amazed as Cinderella transforms into a dazzling princess. See this stunning stage show in your hometown. A magical introduction to live theater playing for two days only on October 10th and October 11th at U.S. Airways Center. Great seats are still available. Get your tickets today at Ticketmaster.com. Money Radio 1510 and 99.3 FM. KFNN Mesa Phoenix. Get the latest news, programming information, and audio postings every day from Money Radio. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. The Dow was down 78 points to 16,201. The S&P today was down 6 to 1932. NASDAQ was down 18 to 4734. And crude oil's at 4509 a barrel. When people want to talk about money, this is the place they come to. And there's more on the way after this break for the latest news. And we begin now. 